Welcome to the Live Your Dance Podcast. My name is Molly King, and I'm a former corporate working girl turned author, dancer, and coach. Each week we come together to celebrate someone who has found their metaphorical dance and listen to their insights in order to inspire you to find and live your dance. Thanks for tuning in and joining me today. Now, let's dance. Well, you guys, this episode with Jeff Woods is seriously going to be a game changer, I believe. He is a master at workshopping within the episode and not only brought me through some of his processes, but also will bring you guys through it too. Jeff is down to earth, he's accessible, he is very wise, and he is ready to help. So I'm excited for you to jump in and go through this episode with us and see what you learn. Be sure to put in the comments how you're reaching out to your new mentors and how this episode has created a shift in your experience. But let's just get into it. Here we go. Welcome to the Live Your Dance podcast. I'm so excited because today we have on the show a new friend of mine who I think is going to bring the house down tonight. I'm here with Jeff Woods, and he is actually the host of the Mentee podcast, a great one you should also check out. And he too is in a journey from being an employee to making himself his own entrepreneur. And you know, the reason I brought him on today is because Jeff is an expert in how to surround yourself with with heavy-hitting mentors, the people those people who can fast track your success. And we're going to really dive into that today and see how he figured this out and what he's been doing with it and and what he's up to today. So Jeff, I'm so excited to have you on today. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you, Molly? I'm wonderful. I'm so so excited to hear your story and I loved getting to connect with you recently and Jeff really is just an authentic go-getter. He is reaching out and he is connecting with people all over the world. And it really is a neat thing to see. So Jeff, tell me a little bit about where you came from and, and what your path was before you got to this place. And then we'll go into that a little bit later. Sure, sure. So, so, so like Molly said, I am going through that fun journey of employed entrepreneur. My day job is medical device sales, which is a job I love. I'm actually wearing a pair of scrubs right now. And after this, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, run through a bunch of hospitals. And it's such a cool job. I really do enjoy it. But at the end of 2013, something happened where one of my colleagues, he was 35 at the time, he had a stroke. Hmm. And luckily he survived, but that just rocked me to my core because here I am, wife, baby, mortgage, and and a job that pays me really well and I love and thought that I was going to do forever. But I suddenly realized, what happens to my family if something happens to me? Mm, Yeah. What happens if I can't work or what happens if something happens to my job? I didn't like those answers. And the very next week, my company made a change to my commission structure, and overnight, my income was slashed by 40%. Dang. That's yeah, right? huge. Yeah. So you start to realize in those moments uh, that something needs to change. And I thought, you know what? It's time to build passive income. Yes. I need passive income. And yes. I want to have enough passive income that when I wake up and take my head off the pillow, I don't have to work but that I can choose to work. I can choose to do my medical job because I love it, yeah. not because I have to do it. Absolutely. And so at that time I heard the the quote, the Jerome quote, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Have you ever heard that, Molly? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's so true too. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I'll make this interactive for you, the listeners. Think about it. Who are those five people that you actually spend the most time with right now? It can be your husband, your wife, your significant other. It can be a coworker, a best friend, a boss. Who are those five people? And I bet if you were to average the mindsets of those people, you'd figure out you probably think the same way. And if you were to take each one of their incomes and add them all up and divide by five, you'd, you'd find you probably make about the same as well. That's fascinating. 
That's it is. really, yeah. It is. So here's the question. Where do you want to be? You know, if I, if I was your, your fairy godmother, you know, imagine <laughs> me, nice, nice poofy dress, glitter everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I could wave that magic wand and, and grant you, Molly, the life of your dreams. Yeah. What would you want to do? What type of income would you want to be earning? Do you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I write out my goals specifically, and and this is all part of <laughs> actually ah. my process that I have called the perfect day. And so really designing your life around what the perfect day is and what that includes, and then how do you make that happen more times than not. So actually, I'm pretty close to it right now. Um I'm getting to travel. I'm getting to do my podcast and do the things that I love. I'm involved with youth organizations, with leadership, and giving back in my community and getting to dance and travel and compete. So all the all the pieces are there. And yeah, the income part is what I'm working on currently with my business. So that's awesome. where I'm I'm boosting that to the next level for sure. Good for you. Good for you. And, and, you know, to the listeners, you guys are so lucky because, you know, Molly is already living it, which is just fantastic. So you're already taking one step and surrounding yourself with somebody who's doing it. So kudos to you for listening to her because um, <laughs> she's a great person to follow. Thanks, so I, I challenge you all to ask yourself if I could wave that magic wand for you, what would that what would your life look like? You don't have to know what the exact job is or exactly what you would do, but I bet you have an idea of the lifestyle you'd like to live. Yeah. Now here, Here's the question. Are those five existing people already living that life? And I'll bet that for the majority of you, and this was the case for me as well, the answer is no. So the real question is, what are you going to do about it? Right. And uh, in that moment, it's not like I said, okay, I need to cut these people out of my life. They're all still in my life. They're all still dear friends. I still invest in those relationships. But when it came to seeking counsel, on how I was going to build passive income. I did not go to people who did not have passive income. When it came to investing in real estate, I didn't ask anybody's advice if they had if they weren't already successful real estate investors. <laughs> Which seems you know? so obvious and yet we don't know this already. We always go to the people that we have relationships with and we never stop to ask ourselves, wait, is this person already there? Mm -hmm. Are they qualified to give me advice? So question. basically I just set out on this journey over the last year and a half to surround myself with people who are already living an abundant life, people who have enough passive income that they don't have to work, but they work because they choose to, mm -hmm. and people who are more focused on making a dent in the world than they are on a profit. Yes. And in here, here. such, yeah, in <laughs> such a short period of time, the mentors that I now have are just I'm so humble, but they're flat out ridiculous. I mean, I'll share a few. I'll, I'll share a few of them with you. Just please do. And this is not to brag, but this is more to expand your mind on what is possible if you put some intention into this. Yes. Um, if you've seen the movie Jerry Maguire, you ever see that one? Oh yeah. <laughs> so the the guy who was the CEO of that sports agency was the sports largest sports agency in the world at the time. Uh, he's my closest mentor. The guy who was the executive vice president of sales for Tony Robbins and shared the stage with him for 10 plus years and helped Tony grow his empire. Oh, awesome. One of my mentors. I've got a guy who's my real estate mentor. He's done 10,000 transactions plus. Dang. These are people I am interacting with on a weekly basis. What That's do you think huge. happens to your life when you have people of that caliber pouring into you? That's amazing. It can only it can only catapult your trajectory. Absolutely. And that's why I launched my podcast, The Mentee, because I started accelerating so fast, I realized, holy crap, I need to pay this forward. What if I could just record the conversations that I am already having? Oh my gosh. The conversations that I'm, I'm going to have anyways. I'm doing it for me. Yeah. <laughs> but now you can listen. And you can accelerate by listening to the conversations. That's what the mentee's all about. Mm, that's beautiful. That's... Here I am. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole story. No, that's really fascinating, though, because I don't, I don't think people really take the time. I mean, they might have heard that quote by Jim Rohn, and maybe they haven't. But either way, to really take a look at who, who do I spend the most time with and what are their values and... And not that they are who I am, but they contribute to it. And so whether we need to shift that or, you know, tweak it and just put, like you said, more intentionality into who are those people that we talk to and take advice from and really turn to 
in those different areas of life and who's our relationship mentor and who's our spiritual mentor and who's our real estate man- mentor. I love how you kind of have them sectioned out so you really get an expert in each area of your life. Oh, I love how you just pointed out so many amazing things. She said something very true. They're experts. A mentor can serve you best in their area of expertise. So you don't just get one mentor. I firmly believe everybody needs at least three mentors at any given time. You can have a life mentor. You can have a business mentor. You can have a relationship mentor. You can have a real estate mentor. People who are living the life that you want to be living in a specific area and for them to be able to reach back and grab your hand and help say, you know what? You know what, Molly? I know exactly what you're trying to do. Your dream, I'm telling you, you can live it because I'm already doing it and I'm going to show you how to do it faster. Yeah. How would that change your life? It's huge. And actually, I'm a big Tony Robbins follower. And just that idea of um, of a map he talks about and how, you know, you may want to get to point B, but if you're not honest about where you are at point A, you can't really get from Florida to California if you're lying to yourself and saying that you're in New York when you're not, you know, so these mentors kind of, I'm, I know that with my mentors, one of the huge, the biggest things that they give me is that honest feedback. And they're able to say, you're not doing what you need to be doing to get to where you want to go. And that too, I mean, just to have someone who has that roadmap and says, this is possible, even the one you think it's not, that's maybe one of the biggest components in that whole journey, I think. Yeah, that's such a great point. And so by now you're probably thinking, all right, Jeff, I get it. I need to have a mentor. <laughs> uh, how do I do it? Yeah. Oh, good, good question. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, yeah, how do you? So this is going to sound simple to begin with, but um, <laughs> like Molly said, you have to determine where step A is. Where 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 are you right now? And and Molly, can I, can I actually turn the tables on you and use you as an, as an example? Absolutely. Okay, so this is not scripted, people. We're doing this live. <laughs> we don't know where wanted, this is going. She has no idea, but I want to do this and open it up so you can understand the psychology behind it. So, Molly, what is your number one goal right now? What is that thing that you need the most help with right now? Right now? Um, are we talking, I guess we'll go business because that's where I'm focusing most right now. Um I'd say momentum in cash flow as well as creating that passive income. My goal is to have 75% of my income be passive, ultimately, if not more. Okay. That is incredibly specific, and I freaking love it. Uh, (laughs) There's a lesson there, people. Get specific. Um, Okay. If you had to identify or conceptualize the ideal person that could help show you the way, what are they like? Who are they? They are someone who, well, my primary, my highest values when I quit my corporate job that I wanted to create in my life were mobility, having that ease of being able to work wherever I was or wherever I am, and then also the um, just the time flexibility of getting to create my own schedule. That was something I definitely did not have in corporate. Um, so yeah, just being able to take a week off if I wanted to, or, um, go travel to see my nieces and nephews perform in a play or, you know, go for a dance event that's in Europe because I hear they have great dancing in France, you know, something like that. Someone who's able to, um, you know, who loves their work, isn't trying to escape it, is actually making a difference and helping people but also has the balance of their own life and is able to take time out and doesn't have to be super uber connected all the freaking time um, and can really find that balance. And, you know, someday if and when I have a family, being able to juggle both of those and, you know, have and enjoy my business, but be able to turn off and really engage with my family and be there and be present as well. Okay, so is it fair to say that you're looking to surround yourself with Successful lifestyle entrepreneurs, people who have become financially free and have businesses that allow them time freedom and geography freedom. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So perfect. We'll we'll pause there. Okay. I want everybody who's listening to do the same thing. What is the one thing that you are working on right now, the most important thing, and what is the one thing you need most help with 
for Molly, it's building passive income and in a very specific way, in a, in a type of business that allows her freedom to go where she wants to go, when she wants to go there, and to work when she wants to work. Exactly. What is it that you need help with and who is that person? Get that clear first. The next thing you do is you leverage the concept that 80% of everything you need is already within your circle of influence. You already have a network of people. And if you've heard of the, the concept of six degrees of separation, that you can be connected <laughs> to anybody in the world, you're just six degrees. Now you just need to start tapping into your existing network. Okay, Jeff, that sounds great. How do I do that? Uh, you talk about it. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean you talk about it consistently. Almost every interaction you have, there's an opportunity for you to share what you're looking for. Uh, when you get on the phone with your best friend and you say, hey, Molly, what's up? And she goes, nothing, Jeff. What's up with you? Oh, not much. And the conversation continues. How many, time, how many times have you started a conversation with what's new or what's up and the response is not much? Oh, man. I have a, a mini tangent story if I can input it real quick mini tangent story go <laughs> I was out to lunch with a couple of friends I actually went I can't remember if I was still at corporate or if I had left and come back to visit some of my friends who were still at the office that I used to work at either way we were out to lunch and one of my good friends told me that her her least favorite question is what's new because her only answer was nothing and it was such a poignant moment of just a, a view into her life, but not just her, that she was basically a microcosm for what so many people experience, that there's nothing new, there's nothing exciting, there's nothing moving. It's a stale and stagnant experience that that routine has taken over. But gosh, it that became such a, I guess, kind of an anchor for me of what I want to avoid, I guess. And, and to be able to not just say, you know, what's up to be like, I just launched my podcast. I'm super excited. I'm going on a trip. I'm doing this. I'm doing that because I'm so engaged with my life and involved and not just sitting back and letting it happen to me. Anyway, that, that very much resonates. And I, I urge anyone who's in that spot not to lose hope or to say, oh, well, F this because I have no other choice, but, um, to really just know that there is, there are so many options out there. There are so many ways to be creative and in creating income or creating spice in your life or in your routine or mixing it up that that's, that's a huge part of figuring out how to balance the, the love of what you're doing and how you're doing it and not being stuck in nothing, nothing new going on. Anyway, back to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such a great point. And, Here's the bottom line. You have the opportunity. So I challenge you to take action today when you're done with this. Intentionally make a phone call. Call a friend, specifically with the intention of trying this. And say, hey, friend, what's up? There is not much. What's up with you? And then I want you to say, Molly, you know, a lot lately the podcast has been going great, and I'm really starting to focus on surrounding myself with people who have built – passive income opportunities that, that allow them time freedom and, and the freedom to work when they want to work and where they want to work. Yeah. Just throw it out there. Now here's what's going to happen. You may be thinking, well, that's, that's my best friend. I know that they're not that person. How can they help me again? Six degrees of separation. Mm -hmm. That's one degree. They may not be your answer, but you don't know who they know. Oh, they may know somebody that you had no idea who has absolutely built a lifestyle business and could absolutely help you. So when you throw that out there, you they, you may plant that seed and may go, oh my gosh, I've got to connect you with Bill. Bill totally knows how to do that. Or maybe they don't know anybody off the top of their head, but as they continue to go and network and go throughout their days, they're going to encounter new people. And when they come across somebody who they meet, they may go, oh my gosh, I've got to introduce you to Molly. Things come so fast when you start, instead of looking at each individual person that you know as whether or not they're the solution, looking at them as one of those six degrees of separation and being able to tap into the degrees. Yeah. This is, this is pivotal. This, this will change everything. Try it. And then, and then I want you to comment on this thing and let me know if it worked because I know it's going to. 
Definitely. Yeah. Please leave comments. Let us know what your victories are, who you connect with or how you connected with them. Those, I mean, the stories are endless and they happen every day, but it does take conse consecrated effort and a little thoughtfulness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's how you really get started. You get clarity on what it is that you're looking for. You start talking about it and then, you know, Get out there, attend networking groups in, in areas that are of interest to you and just approach with being interested in others. You know, that that's the big problem with networking these days is most networkers are, are, are terrible networkers. They oh. approach just trying to tell you what they do and they're trying to impress you and trying to figure out what they what you can do for them. That's not it. Mm -mm. If you can approach like thinking, hey, I just want to connect with this person. I just want to set an intention of finding out what is it that Molly needs the most help with. Because I have a bunch, I have, I have a network, and if I can find out what she needs help with, then I can engage my network. And if I were to be able to deliver that person to Molly, Molly, would I be a person of value to you? Absolutely. Yeah, this is huge. This is huge. So start to think of yourself as a super connector. Yeah. Approach each person with an intention of finding out where they need help and just start connecting dots. And uh, you'll be amazed at the quality of relationships you build. It's true. And that's a key point that Jeff brings up is that it's not about what you can sell them. It's not about, um, and actually Mary, Mary Warrington talked about this on her episode just a couple of weeks ago that we recorded, but that shift from how do I sell? How do I make money? It's, it's all me focused versus going into a conversation or a networking group or even in a, in a transaction, but really finding that nugget of how do I serve here? How do I focus out on that other person? And even if it's not something I can deliver directly, how do I connect them to someone who could help them? Or or how do I connect dots? I even had a conversation yesterday where I couldn't help someone because of my schedule. But, you know, I offered maybe there are people I know that I could connect you with who could fill that gap. And And that actually does feel very rewarding. And you're right. Jeff, I mean, that does create a relationship where, you know, they feel like you've added value and they want to return the favor. People want to give back and they want to kind of even out that balance. Not that it's a strategic, you know, chess play in relationships, but just just shifting your compass from me centered to to other people centered. And how do I make this better for someone else? I mean, I'm sure people have already felt it, but to really make that the intention, it, it just, it's such a different place to come from and it, it delineates a different experience completely. Yep. Yep. You're nailing it. You're nailing it. <laughs> so, um, hopefully this is helpful. Yes. Yes. I love this. So Jeff, just tell me just to kind of switch things a little bit, but what is it about your psychology your philosophy on work that has allowed you to step into this with so much confidence because I think that's a big a big piece that people feel like they're lacking or you know they their story is that they don't have enough confidence or that you know work is just meant to pay bills and then we die or you know you shouldn't who really likes work? Like that's an anomaly for those weird people who actually somehow win a lottery and get to love what they do. But what was your philosophy that helped you carve out, you know, this experience for yourself? Sure. Sure. First, let me, let me offer a different perspective. If you can change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Mm -hmm. I'll say that again. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. So many of us, myself included at one point, woke up and said, all right, it's time to go to work. Hmm. Let's change the way you look at things. Instead of waking up and asking or saying that, how about you wake up and ask yourself, what am I going to trade my life for today? Because let's be honest, there are two things that are certain in this world, death and taxes. <laughs> our, our time here is limited. Your time is a scarce resource. Yes. So every single day that you wake up, you are literally trading your life for whatever it is that you choose to do in that day. Are you getting the good end of the deal? Hmm. And I get it. For the longest time, 
Um, when you look at it that way, you go, I'm not. And it's unsettling. It's very unsettling. It's, it's painful. Good. What are you going to do about it? And here's the thing. I, I understand when you're in a job that you don't, you don't feel like you're living your life's passion. You don't feel like you're getting the good end of the deal. You're not trading your life for something that you think is worth it yet. And you're just not sure how to go up making that change. Well, let me paint two scenarios for you. Hmm. Option one, figure it out. Just, just, just try to figure it out. What, what step to take first? I don't know. Try something. This is, this is not very helpful. This, this, this step one, that I'm walking <laughs> you through, right? Figure Here's it out. Step two, surround yourself with a group of people who have already made that transition, who can look back on you and say, you know what, Molly, I totally get it. I was there a year ago. And let me show you what I did. Here's step one. Here's step two. Here's step three. Don't do step four because step four is going to take you down the wrong path. But here, and, and you'll like step five. Hmm. Yeah. Which, which path do you want to take? Do you want to do option one or option two? Definitely two. We as human beings, myself included, and I still battle with this, have a tendency to attach ourselves to the outcome. We cast a vision. We set a big, hairy, audacious goal. And we immediately attached ourselves to it and say, am I, am, I, am I accomplishing it today? Am I getting any closer to today? And when you're not, you start to beat yourself up. Mm-hmm. And then you start to get discouraged. And then you just stop trying. Oh, yeah. Instead, you have to cast that vision. That's so good that you do that. It's so great that Molly has these very specific goals. But now what you need to do is just focus on building the right support network. Focus on surrounding yourself with the right people and just taking little steps every day to get you closer. You may not feel like you're, you're actually making progress, but as long as you know you're building the foundation, the right foundation, I promise you the path is unfolded in front of you. And opportunities are presented that you would have never seen coming, but you have to be looking for them. Don't force it. Don't attach yourself to the outcome. Just cast the vision and surround yourself with the right people and the path will be shown to you. Yeah. I was just having a very similar conversation with a good friend of mine who's really into tennis. And we were talking about she's she's one of those people who wants to control the outcome and wants to know how she's going to get there and wants every step laid out, which I think a lot of us do. And it's so tempting to say, well, I'm not going to start until I can see the whole path. And yet, every day she goes into a tennis match, she doesn't know how it's going to happen. She doesn't know how she's going to win or, you know, if she's going to win. But she knows the principles. She knows, like you said, the foundation and those fundamentals. And with each new ball that's thrown at her, she has the tools to respond to each one and evaluate. And if things aren't going well, she can take a breath and she can adjust and and respond in that way. But I think it's good to remember that no one knows how it's going to work out. No one. We plan so much and yet it never happens the way we plan. And yeah. And so there's that saying that's like, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. You know, there's <laughs> <laughs> there's no way we're ever going to be able to know. So what we do is is figure out those fundamentals, the principles, the foundation, the values that we do carry with us. And then you just got to take each play as it comes. And like you said, just know where you want to go. That's the ultimate, the ultimate thing, because I don't think a lot of people know. I think they're... They're responding to each play, and yet they don't actually know which direction. It's like those choose-your-adventure books, but they don't actually know what ending they're going towards. Mm, so I love it. they're at the whim of the book. I, I, I just did a, an episode on this exactly with one of my mentors. Um, if you guys are interested, if this is resonating with you, you can check it out. It was uh, episode 28. It's called Be Extraordinarily Yourself. And I did mm. it with one of my mentors, uh, Dean Del Sesto. He's a marketing and branding genius. But um, he said that in society today, it's oftentimes that you get to your midlife crisis. You get to your mid-40s or your 50s where all of a sudden you realize you're on the back, end, back half of your life and you realize, holy crap, what have I traded my life for? And, and all of a sudden you realize that you need to start taking action. Yeah. Don't, don't wait. Start asking those questions now. 
Mm-hmm. Start asking the questions of what fills your cup, what fills your soul, what do you enjoy doing? And and the faster that you start surrounding yourself with the right people, you know, the, this path starts to become unfolded. And here's the brilliant thing about it. Hopefully you're, you're employed right now. Um, <laughs> you know, we're not saying quit your job. Mm. I'm saying do your job. Become that much more efficient at your job so you can hopefully create some additional time in your life to start dating your passions, mm-hmm. to start to start investing your time in forming relationships with the right people, to start trying out little things here or there to see if there's a way to monetize to, to monetize your passions, and you start building a side business. This is what I'm doing right now, still building a side business, starting to build the passive income. And when the passive income gets to a point where it covers my lifestyle, I can then choose to do my medical job. You can then choose to continue doing your job. Or you can choose to, to change course. And what a powerful place to be when even if, let's say, you do continue doing the medical, you know, medical sales, how much cooler will it be to say, I don't have to go in today. I want to. I'm choosing to. Because ultimately I could quit tomorrow and I could still live and I could feed my baby and my wife and, you know, we could go on a trip if we want to. But I'm choosing because I love what I do. And and if you're asking if this is possible, I'm telling you it is. And the reason I know that is because I know people who do it in my company who are reps, who are sales reps, who have enough passive income, but they choose to do our job. And when I realized that it was possible, I started asking, if it's possible, then why not me? Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you right now, it's possible. So why not you? There's a great, <clears throat> there, oh gosh, I can't remember which, oh, I think it's Lynchpin by Seth Godin, a great book about that exact idea. But, you know, there's, I think people, I did this for a long time. I was waiting for someone to give me that permission slip to go live the life that I wanted to, for my boss to walk in one day and say, you know, hey, if there's something else you'd rather do, you should go do that. You know, like, I don't know if, if many bosses would, would do that. Um, but right now, I mean, in the book, Seth was just saying, you know what, here, here's your pink slip, go do it now. The fact is, you know, maybe a lot of us are in our twenties and thirties, but it's not that far away. Like you were saying, when we get to our forties, fifties, sixties, and although that's still young, our, our working life and our, what we're doing, it's, Every day we're trading our our hours for dollars. And however we want to choose to do that is our choice. But, you know, unfortunately, you were uh, fortunately for your friend, the 35 year old who had the stroke. Thankfully, he survived. But, you know, we don't know. Like, tomorrow's not guaranteed. So why are we continuing to put ourselves in a place where we continually resent what we're doing resent all the people we work with or the situation and then go home and resent people that we interact with. It affects everything. This isn't just business or our paycheck, but like Jeff, I'm sure you've found the more you fall in love with what you're doing and your, your side business and find that freedom and the confidence and just the feeling like your integrity with who you are, I have no doubt that that affects your relationship with your wife and with your child and how they're going to grow up and how you teach them the values that you teach them. So if it's not for you, I mean, that was a huge reason why I left my job because like you were saying, I was dating it and I knew I didn't want to marry my job. That was not the career for me. And, and to know that and then to realize that it also wasn't helping support me in being the woman that I wanted to be for my potential future whomever husband and for whatever children or may not, you know, who knows whatever comes down the line, but for the person I wanted to be and how I wanted to interact with the world, my job was not supporting that version. So all of this is intertwined. It's not, it's not sectioned off as nicely as I'm sure a lot of us would like it to be, but, but really the work that you're doing, Jeff, is supporting people in their lives. And that ripple effect is a game changer. It's a world changer. And that's why this is so important. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you. 
So as you've come along this road, I know you've had your mentors and and as you're now becoming a mentor for all the people who are listening to you, what would you say has been, I mean, I'm sure you've faced challenges along the way. So do you have any examples that you would mind sharing of maybe some of your bigger struggles and how you overcame them or, or what was the aha moment that got you past, you know, even if it's a limiting belief or a self-doubt? <laughs> yeah, I got one. <laughs> um, I, I actually did an episode on this, episode 23. I call it uh, running out of money and why I'm grateful. So here's what happened company makes a change to my commission plan. My income is cut by 40%. Well, all of a sudden, my mortgage doesn't adjust its payment. <laughs> my car payment doesn't adjust. That would be nice. And every single month for the last oh, over a year, we have spent more than we have made. And I have watched my emergency fund, which thank God I had one. Yes. Dwindle and dwindle and dwindle to the point where we got to the red zone, where we actually almost ran out of money and I don't see any end in sight. I'm looking at my sales funnel for my day job. I don't see the deals coming. I'm mm. looking at my podcast. I don't see how I'm going to monetize it. I don't know where the money's going to come from. My wife and I start to fight because we're constantly stressed about money and where we're spending it and things get ugly. Mm. A lot of things happen when, when you get financially stressed and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this and you just, you beat yourself up and you, you're asking why is this happening to you again, change the way you look at things and the things you look at will change. I started asking a different question to myself. And when you ask better questions, you get better answers. Instead of why is this happening to me? <laughs> Not a great question. I started asking, what do I need to learn from this situation? Because for those of you out there who believe that everything happens for a reason, which I am one of them, for those of you out there who are familiar with the law of attraction and believe that you attract and create everything in your life, which I am one of those, I realized that there must be something that I need to learn. Because why else would I have attracted this into my life? And when I started asking that question, I started to understand that, holy crap, my wife and I have developed a lifestyle that is far too lavish. Our spending habits have gotten out of control. I started looking at where we actually spent our time. We weren't investing our time in the things that mattered. We weren't investing our time in each other or in our daughter as much as we should have been. We were going out to fancy meals and going out to the bars and doing all this other stuff, living the lavish lifestyle. Mm. And it wasn't the things that mattered. And it wasn't until I said, I forgive myself. I forgive myself for attracting this into my life because I needed to learn a lesson here. Yeah. But I forgive myself because I've learned it now. Mm. I've learned what really matters. I've learned where my money should be going. And I also realized that now I am building one heck of a solid financial foundation and one heck of a solid values base to grow my empire off of. And I know now as the passive income starts to build and I start to amass true wealth, I'm going to have a solid foundation that will allow me to prosper forever. Mm. I'm so grateful that we ran out of money. And I really mean that. I truly am. Yeah. So hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. And that, I love that question. What can I learn from this? Or what is this teaching me? Because if we do look at every opportunity, every experience as an opportunity to learn something, if, if let's say every hardship that comes our way was actually not sent or whatever, but is actually an opportunity to learn something and to become stronger then everything in your life is happening to build you, to create a stronger, more resilient, more determined, whatever it is kind of person. And then just like you said, that that experience specifically set the foundation for a much different, much different life. And when you start to ask that question and you start to realize that everything happens for a reason and you look at everything as an educational opportunity, an opportunity to growth for growth, then you suddenly become grateful. And when you truly feel gratitude, you cannot feel fear. Mm -hmm. You cannot feel negative emotions when you are in a state of gratitude. 
So find that gratitude in your life, wherever you are, whatever hardships you're going through. Try to change the way you look at things so that the thing you're looking at will change. And try to find that gratitude. This will fundamentally change your life. Absolutely. There's a great, a great, I guess, analogy. But if every challenge, let's say every challenge that comes at me, if I take that challenge and I turn it into <laughs> one of the one of the bosses at the end of a, a video game level, and I'm I'm the protagonist and that's my antagonist. If the video game sends me a really small antagonist, what does that say about me? And what I can handle and what kind of caliber warrior I am in that game. But if the game sends me a huge boss at the end of the level, what is that also saying? Isn't it saying that I have the capability to overcome it? And if we're truly worthy of such a big adversary, then what does that really say about us? I just think it's so cool. For a long time, I grew up without a lot of hardships. And then in quick succession, things shifted. My mom passed on. Within that year, I had about seven family members pass on, including some some close friends, some really good teachers who I loved and admired. You know, I lost my my faith. I There was just a lot of things that kind of came crumbling down. And yet that to me is one of my most treasured times because it's what I call a fire time. It's when we're we're being purified in that fire and, and the way to purify silver is to put it through high heat and the more high heat it goes through, the more refined it becomes. And so I just, I love those analogies because it just, it takes, and of course when we're in it, we don't always see it. Like you said, if we can take that time to be grateful, it shifts the whole experience. But sometimes we don't, we don't see it and we suffer through the whole thing and then realize, oh yeah, that was actually good. Mm, I love it. I love it. You're spot on. Uh, and actually, that leads me to another question. You know, as as you've kind of navigated your way through these situations, this is something I've noticed with a lot of my mentors, is that they all have, and I do too, have a mission statement or some kind of a driving belief behind it all. Do, do you feel like you have that? Yes. I don't have like a tight out mission statement. But, you know, my why at this point, the reason I do my podcast, the reason I wake up and do these interviews is because I want to show other people how to rapidly accelerate their success by surrounding them with the right people and the right ideas. Because hmm. I truly believe if I can show you how to go and upgrade your inner circle, upgrade the five people that you spend the most time with. You lay that foundation for everything that you could possibly need because you develop a skill set, a skill set, a skill set of relationship building. Mm -hmm. And no matter what comes to you in your life, no matter what challenge or where you need help, you will have the skill set to go out and form relationships with the right people who can help get you through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can hear, though you know, the chorus of, of naysayers who say, I'm not confident enough. How do I just go talk to someone? How do, do I pick up the phone? Like, how do I get over that, that huge gap of like, oh yeah, having an amazing badass right. mentor would be great, but who am I to talk to them? Uh, to you, I say, I understand where you've been and I understand what you're thinking. Cause I thought the same thing. And for you, those are my listeners who I've gotten on the phone with who have point blank asked me, begged me to put together a solution to show them that. And, and, and that's why I've put together the, the type of courses that I'm putting together to actually hold people's hand and walk them through that. Um, so that's, that's, I mean, there is a way to get it done. I mean, we could not, we could never unpack it in just this interview, but I'm telling yeah. you, you have value. There is a way for you to do it, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert. There is a way for you to do this, and, and that's why I design the, the courses that I'm designing. Oh, I love it. And I'll, I'll touch back on that. We can circle back at the end just to get some more information on how to connect with you on those. But what would you say for you, where do you want to go? It sounds like you're, you're definitely have a lot of momentum going where you want to go, but what, what is more 
past that, what is your vision for what you want to create for yourself and for your community? Mm, well, I have very specific goals set, one of which is that by the end of 2016, I'm financially free. So I have an exact dollar amount in passive income every single month to the point where I can choose to do my medical device job. I can make the choice to do it, not because I have to do it. And I'm not 100% sure how that's going to come. I'm not attaching myself to the outcome. But what I am doing is casting that vision and working every day. And I know it's going to happen because I have the right people in my court who have already done it. And they've looked at me and have been able to say, Jeff, I know you can do it because of X, Y, and Z. You have all these skill sets and I'm going to show you how. Mm. And uh, now, I'm in, now I'm just bringing you along for the ride of my podcast. I love that. I love that. And you know what? That's a great, a great nugget that you just brought out is that you create this vision and while you say you have it at the end of 2016, you're still not attached to it. And I think that's a great way to approach a lot of goal setting. And I actually, I have a goal setting kit that I, I love to use every year when I sit down and figure out what I want to create each year. But I think, you know, there's some, some of my goals I said, okay, by the end of this year, I want to get this done. And yet it didn't happen. But the fact is, it happened maybe a year and a half later or maybe even two years later, but I was working towards it and the outcome still happened, you know? Exactly. And if we don't get attached to the stress of getting it done by a certain time, we can still work on it with joy, with, with hope and with determination versus getting so discouraged that it's not happening and just stop. Like you mentioned earlier. hundred percent. So I love, I love that idea. It's so true. And, and what do you do? I mean, now there's, there's this balance of, of what you're doing and creating, and then you have your medical and you have your family. How do you spend what I call soul cultivators? Like, what do you do that cultivates your soul beyond the work side, quote unquote? You know, that's, that's where the podcast comes into play. That That is it right there. Because like I said, I'm already having these conversations. I'm having them with or without you. <laughs> but now that I'm sharing them and now that I'm getting interviewed on, on other awesome podcasts like this one, I'm starting to get feedback. Like I got one this morning uh, on Twitter. I saw it said, I took Jeff's advice. I already found several amazing people to surround myself with. It's been an awesome week. That fills my soul. Mm-hmm. That is so freaking cool. <laughs> that just because... You know, I'm just telling people what I, I, I happen to have found out that I do really well. And just because I press record on conversations I'm already having, it's actually changing people's lives. How cool. I, I've never found anything more fulfilling other than, you know, my wife and my daughter. And what a good example that is for all of us to look at our lives and say, what am I already doing really well that could benefit other people if I could share it and find mm-hmm. a way to share it? Yeah, now now you're touching on it because this is when I talk about dating your passions. You got to think about what comes naturally to you. What do you do really well that you actually, now that you think about it, might be unique to you. Every single person has a set of talents and gifts that is unique to them. There is something that you do that you do better than the other people that you know. You may not be the only person in the world that does it, but that's okay. I'm not the only person who teaches relationship building and networking, but I have an audience. I've developed an audience and my audience wants to hear it from me Mm -hmm. and I may not be the best in the world at it. I'm telling you right now, I'm not, (laughs) but I don't need to be. I just need to be better, just a little bit better than you so that you can learn and you can make progress. Then I'm adding value. And as long as you're adding value, the money will always follow because if you want to raise your income, just start adding more value. Mm Mm-hmm. Boom, drop the mic. <laughs> and done. No, that was spot on. Totally it. And and I urge everyone listening to to sit down and think about that. I mean, even if you're driving right now or multitasking and listening, take just a moment, you know, 20 seconds right now and pause it and just think about what is it that I do? And that's that's where my podcast came from was that intersection of you know, I love talking to people. I love these stories. And like you said, I'm having these conversations anyway with a whole bunch of people. But how much more fun would it be to have 
to have these moments and to what I think, you know, my dance, quote unquote, is where I show up as my best self. You know, on the dance floor is where I discovered that I could be so many different kinds of people and yet there's still that thread of who I am. And it, it made me realize that I wanted to bring that, that essence of dance into everything I did. And so that's that intersection of live your dance and why we're here. But yeah, I mean, everyone has that, whether it's baking or, you know, writing books or being an athlete or coaching or whatever it is, there's so many ways to do it. And, and the fact is, because you do it, it's already unique. It's already different because there's no one else like you. So you already have that on on the table. And then to take it to the next level and say, then how can I serve other people? It just, you know, shoots it out of the park. So, well, tell me, Jeff, who, I mean, you have your mentors, but where do you go for inspiration? Where do you go to just get yourself motivated for the day or to get yourself grounded or what is, what's your kind of grounding center? Sure, sure. Well, um, as I surrounded myself with these really heavy hitting people, I started to notice certain habits and patterns. One was that they all meditated. So Ooh. first thing I do in the morning is I meditate. I come downstairs at like, I wake up at 5 a.m. I start waking up earlier yes. uh, and I meditate for about 10 minutes and just really center myself and start to feel good and practice gratitude. I start to think about what I'm grateful for and I start to visualize where I want to be. I start to visualize the passive income. I start to imagine what it feels like. And I get myself into like just a really good peak state. And you know this from Tony Robbins because he talks about it all the time. Oh, yeah. And then I read. I'll read something. Usually they're, they're some type of self-help or, or business book just because that's what I enjoy. But I teach myself something. I learn right off the bat. And then I'll try to get a workout in and, and get the energy going, the endorphins up. Mm-hmm. And then I'll usually chip away at my business on the podcast bright and early in the morning so that I've got something done. And that. feel that sense of productivity. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I continue on with my day. So that is my my start. And I got that from uh, my friend Hal Elrod who wrote The Miracle Morning. So uh, I just, uh, that's a good book for people to read. Oh, yeah. I'll put that in the show notes for sure. Mm-hmm. There's There's something about creating a morning routine where you set yourself up and you're already having little victories so that you go into your day already feeling that sense of productivity and achievement versus, oh gosh, so many times I know I've woken up, especially in my corporate job, you know, a few minutes late and you have to rush your shower and you're already stressed and you're thinking about your to-do list and blah, 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 all the drama and, and anxiety that that creates. And to go into your day with that mindset, gosh, it's a, it's a completely different day and usually not as productive. So I, uh, I love your morning routine there. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. So tell me who, this is one of my favorite questions. Who would you say is your, what I call the nucleus of support when you hit tough times? Where do you turn in those moments? Hmm. When I hit tough times, it depends. Um, it's not a specific person. It is a bunch of people who are within my five you know, um, depends on the situation, but I will call that person and just say, you know what, I'm really having, I'm having a rough go at it. Example, uh, sales, my sales job. I had a rough go at it about two months ago. It was really demotivated and was really struggling. And I picked up and called Gene, the guy who was, uh, the VP of sales for Tony Robbins. Mm. And he just kind of walked me through it and just listened. And, and he gave me a lot of really good counsel. And, you know, that afternoon I went home and I, had a, a 10 minute dedicated pity party just to get it all out. I gave myself permission to have 10 minutes of a pity party. Love that. And, then, and then I got myself in my, in my office and just started knocking out phone calls and started taking action. And I set up a ton of appointments and all of a sudden I'm building momentum and boom, I was back. So the point is I have people who I go to when I need to pick me up. I have those specific people in my life and I'm very aware of how my, the people I connect with make me feel. If anybody in my life does not make me feel good, if at any time I feel like there's somebody in my life who drains me, they get cut. Mm-hmm. 
I only surround myself with people who lift me up. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's like stacking the team. Damn straight. <laughs> they don't get to be on your dodgeball team. That's right. <laughs> only only people who wear short shorts on my team. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, as we're wrapping up, tell me today, what are you most grateful for? I wrote it down this morning because I, I, I do write this down every morning. I, right at this moment, am so grateful for my listeners. The people who invest their valuable time to listen to my show mm. and those people who reach out to me and let me know how it's helping them and the people who reach out for help. Yeah. I, I'm constantly like to giving people a link to, to call me, to get on a phone with me. Like, you know, if, you, if you're the type of person who takes action and, and actually reaches out for help, I have tremendous respect for you. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for those people because those are the people that just fill my cup, that make, that, that motivate me to do this day after day. And if you're one of those people and, you know, this is resonating with you and you want to line up a, a time to call, um, I, have a, I have a link I'll share with you. It's uh, just www.mentepodcast.com slash call. And mentee, M-E-N-T-E-E, mentee, like mentor, mentee, menteepodcast.com slash call. Love it. I'll, I'll include those in the notes as well. So y'all can, y'all can go and find them and, and give Jeff a call. I believe me, I got to talk to him yesterday actually. And it's just, Jeff, you're so refreshing in the way you approach things and the way you're just, I feel like when you answer the phone, it's open arms. It's an absolute welcoming sense of I'm here and I'm here to serve. Like that's, that's who Jeff Woods is to me. And I, I know that's how your, your work is and your, I'm, I'm just so blessed to know you and I know your family is so blessed to have you. So. Oh, thank you, Molly. I really appreciate it. And, and for the listeners, you know, I, I mentioned I had a, uh, a guide for you to, to take action on. So as I look back and I realize there were specific steps I took to help me build the relationships and I wanted to pay it forward and help other people. So I put it into a PDF and this is an action guide that you can actually implement to go out and find your ideal mentors. Uh, you can just go to www.menteepodcast.com slash dance. Hell yeah. Dance monkey dance. <laughs> I already love it. I can't wait to go look at it too. Wow. Jeff, thank you so much. And to finish us off on the interview portion here, tell me what you believe or what's your definition of living your dance? My definition of living my dance is waking up and feeling like I'm trading my life for something that's worth it. Ooh. Just waking up and, and feeling like, you know what? I'm getting the, I'm definitely getting the good end of the deal here. Yeah. And, and on the days where I get to connect with my audience and the days where I get to pour into them and, and, and share what seems so natural to me, but I'm realizing is not natural at all. <laughs> see it actually help people. Yeah. Yeah. That's living, that's living my dance. Wow. That's awesome. And everyone has that. It doesn't matter what the arena is. I mean, we all have something that's like that for us. And you are just, you're a shining beacon of what that can be and what that can look like. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Gosh. Well, Jeff, where can people find you? I, I have the, uh, the take action and how to call you, but just on social media, how do you like to be connected with? Sure, sure. Uh, social media. So my name is Jeff with a G, G-E-O-F-F, -F, Woods with an S. And so my Twitter is just at Jeff Woods. And uh, I'll, I'll shoot you the link for, for my Facebook page that you guys can friend me up there and Instagram. It's at Jeff Woods and the Mentee Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Beautiful. Great. So go connect with Jeff. Let us know in the comments how you reach out to people and what the result is and and how that process worked. We would love to hear it. And I know Jeff and I will be active on the comments there. And as always, share the love. Send the podcast to someone you think would love this. And we would be so blessed to keep, keep doing what we do and, and to share these conversations. So thanks all for listening. And Jeff, thank you so much for what you brought today. And, and keep living your dance. Love Aww, it. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Well, there you have it. Thanks again for listening and be sure to like, share, and comment on the podcast or around social media. Hashtag live your dance and look forward to more episodes. Have a great day and be sure to live your dance.